1: Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the franchise entrepreneurs a long one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews. And we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Justin Neheiser, the CEO of Code Ninjas, and Code Ninjas is the world's largest and fastest-growing kids coding franchise with hundreds of locations in the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom. Their goal is to create problem solvers of tomorrow. At their centers, kids learn to code while building their own video games in a fun, safe, and inspiring environment. We're going to talk to Justin about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. Stick around because we have a
3: great show.
0: Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach.
3: Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know, the frozen treat industry is a recession proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal.
0: Now here's the really good part, Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste, and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily, and it is delicious.
3: You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com
0: Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews.
1: Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 14 years now, we've been asking the franchise entrepreneurs all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Justin Heiser, the CEO of Code Ninjas, and Code Ninjas is the world's largest and fastest growing kid coding franchise with hundreds of locations in the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom. Hi, Justin. How are you? Welcome to the show.
4: Marty, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Uh,
2: This is my pleasure, Justin. We would like to ask our guest, where are you calling from this morning, Justin?
4: I am calling from Houston, Texas. Beautiful. Nice.
2: And and maybe, you know, we can go back to the beginning, Justin. You know, you can tell us like a little bit about your role and what you do, and and, and then we can talk about the history of Code Ninjas.
4: Uh, I've been in franchising for quite a long time. Uh, Uh I joined Code Ninjas last year, actually almost exactly a year ago in 2020, at the, uh, I think it was the first or second height of the, of the pandemic uh, mm-hmm. here in Houston. Wow. Um, yeah, so uh, I've been uh, thrilled to, uh, to, to get to lead the team and the, uh, the franchise part of the company uh, since that time.
2: What, what was it about Code Ninjas, uh, Justin, that, that drew you to the company? Because like you mentioned, you, know, you, you do have a background in franchising, so there was something about you know, the organization that, that you were interested in.
4: Yeah, I, I've you know I've been very fortunate to work in kid-based uh, and specifically kid education-based franchising uh, for a very long time, and um, you know through that experience, when I I came across Code Ninjas, it was actually by by happenstance at a, a franchising conference where I I met the founder, and uh, and, and while he wasn't pitching me on, on yeah. <laughs> this incredible concept that he had that he had created. I was I felt like I had I had heard about a a, you know a special secret special educational secret for kids and um, I was blown away that there were not more competitors in the kids coding education space and so our our founder David Graham had had really done a a bang up job of identifying a uh, an important but missing component of uh, of education in in coding for kids uh, that are they're not yet in college.
2: Maybe you could talk a little bit about you know the story you know of, of how the whole concept even came about, Justin. You know we started the show 14 years ago because we found you know that, that every business ha- has a story. What, what's the Code Ninja story?
4: Well, you know it's interesting. So, so David Graham was a, a developer and a coder by trade. He had um, mm-hmm. started you know, several companies, um, and uh, and I think prior to to Code Ninjas, he had actually had a company called uh, Coder Camps since and that company um, actually ended up becoming uh, – uh, became purchased and acquired by Steve Wozniak's uh, WozU company. Oh, wow. And so he – yeah, he, David started to have an experience in, um, in in coding education at the adult end of the spectrum. He also, uh, at that point, was also an anytime fitness franchisee. And so he had uh, a couple of different experiences that I think informed one of the opportunities that, that, that fell in front of him. He actually told me I said, "How did you come up with this?" and he said, "Well, because I was with one of my one of my boys one day at a, at a martial arts studio, and I'm looking up, I'm seeing all the different belts on the wall. Yeah. I'm seeing this, you know, sort of this 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 process by which these these kids can go through and, and belt up um, and learn these 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 skills of martial arts." And he goes, "I thought to myself, why could I not apply that same type of." a belt system to to coding education. So it's a little bit more approachable for kids to actually, um, you know, become, you know, become proficient in coding. And the setting too, Justin, you know, if you could paint a picture of the setting, it's kind of like
2: it's like it's a dojo, isn't it? Almost like a, And there's like a sensei, I guess. <laughs> Maybe you could talk a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So we, you know, we did. We borrowed many of the, of the some of the great ideas from the martial arts yeah. world and, and brought them over into coding education. And so we have in our code ninjas centers and studios, when you walk inside, there is there is a dojo. Yeah, the Dojo. There's a setup for you know for a number of, of kids to students to come in. We have a laptop tablet set up. And then we have uh sense that actually helped direct the uh the belt experience and the belt levels uh and work directly with the uh with the students who come in, the, the code ninjas, if you will, that, that come in to uh to learn coding. I have a
2: 13-year-old son, Justin, and when he was young, you know, we tried to force him into sports, you know, it was a bad idea, you know, and, and, and he hated sports, you know, I mean, it was just like it was painful for him to play baseball or basketball or anything, you know, and, and I, I've always felt that there's a lot of kids out there, you know, like my son, who who, who would love something like Code Ninjas, you know, he's kind of drawn to, to, to that, and, and it, I think there's
4: a pretty big market for this service, isn't there? There is a there is a big market and what's fascinating is that it's growing. Um we ended up uh and I I know we'll probably talk about this because every every conversation tends to revolve around COVID nineteen and how businesses yep. have, have navigated <laughs> yeah. that, but you know, we ended up making some significant investments um on behalf of franchise owners uh in the in the end of first quarter and especially in the second quarter of twenty twenty one. And what was so fascinating is that the, the more money we spent, we wondered if we were going to hit a ceiling on the demand uh, right. from families to sign up for the ongoing you know belt program, what we call it create for junior or one of our summer camp programs and what we found was no we could not we could not find a ceiling wow, um, that there just continued to be more and more uh folks and families who wanted to to sign their kids up for this, so this is uh, very much a uh, an area of growth. In fact, I was I was just looking. I was chatting with our VP of, of education a couple of days ago about yeah. this. Microsoft actually commissioned a study and found that 93% of parents believe STEM education should be a priority in the U.S. But what was yeah. interesting is only 50% right. uh, agree that it's actually a top priority for the U.S. And so, right. what we're seeing here is, is is an increase in demand and exposure to computer science. But there's a there's a bit of a lag for the the supply of that experience and and you know thus to my comment a couple minutes ago like we we really came in early on this um, yeah when you look at the competitive landscape it's 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 kind of light in this specific vertical market so we're both excited uh, that we are um, you know up front uh, in the if you will sort of the competitive race on this. But we're also delighted that the, the the business and the population is is just continuing to grow uh, for this service as well.
2: There's plenty of growth in the industry and and you mentioned um, you know maybe we could talk about you know some of those those benefits of stem education, um, you know particularly you know when we talk about preparing kids for the future.
4: You know it's interesting. So when we talk to franchise candidates and even when we talk to our own franchise owners, we uh we we have a very specific if you will sort of strategic perspective on why we do what we do and there are parents uh and we've we've commissioned our own research um from a from a well-known well-regarded research company called ipsos Mm -hmm. and the the research uh, results started coming back over the last couple of months and one of the things we picked up on which we knew but we wanted to make sure we we were we were sort of that was our true north is that we're not a vocational experience at Code Ninjas. Right. Um, you know, we're not working to to you know to build the next generation of Microsoft engineers. Um, right. That that being said, what's fascinating is is that we do believe you know we're preparing children to be the creators of the future, and so we want to couple you know their the time with us uh, to make sure that they have the, you know the essential problem solving skills. And coding education really sort of equips those kids with those skills. This is really fascinating. So there was a uh, study by the World Economic Forum that said that 65% of children entering primary school today will mm-hmm. end up working in completely new job types that don't yet exist. Wow. It's, oh, it's, my God. Yeah, it's, it, it's both exciting and yeah. also, it's scary. also like kind of, <laughs> yeah, kind of scary because, you know, you... Sometimes it's like, uh, what, what was the Ford quote? Like, you know, if you ask people what they wanted, they wanted a faster yeah. horse. Right and, right. and so, you know, if, if, you, if you ask mom and dad now, what would you like? It's like, oh, I'd like my kid to be a coder. I'd like him to be a developer for Microsoft. And, right. and what's funny is it's like that, that job might not exist in the way that you think, that 5, right. 10, or 15.
2: That's a great analogy, Justin. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. So, so Code Ninjas is rooted in educational coding and technology courses for kids. How has Code Ninjas adapted to the new and, and, and the changing technology? Technology just moves so fast, doesn't it, Justin? It, it's so hard to keep up.
4: It is, but here's what's really interesting. So, uh, you know, when you look at CS education, computer science education, mm-hmm. and specifically for the 5- to 14-year-old that it's a really it's a really sort of new and undiscovered field of opportunity. And so right. there's not a lot of, of, if you will, sort of textbooks um or guideposts on how to on how to teach kids these these concepts. It's really fascinating, right? right? So like, you right. think about you think about so you can go to a if, if there's still a Walden book, you can go to a Walden book, you can That's go to right. Barnes Noble, you can go right. to Amazon.com. And you can buy, there's there's a 10,000 books on coding, but if, you, right. if you look closely, what you'll find is that those are not really for, for kids. And right, the way true. that kids, uh, the way that we believe that kids are, are sort of better equipped to learn how to code, and then thusly the reason we teach codes for problem solving is we actually think that it needs to be you know relatively experiential, right? They have to be right. able to kind of put their hands on it and feel it and go through this process of of trying to actually achieve a result and not just do it for the sake of doing it, um, and I think that that's I think that that's a key point for us, is, which is it's not so much a you know to your question you know, how do we keep up with new technology, it's right. not so much that it's not a question of trying to say oh well the new you know the new and hot uh, uh, you know uh, coding language is Python so we should make sure that we right. all of our courses are Python. Right. The, the the question is is are we effectively teaching kids why they should be coding. And then, are we effectively teaching them how to code so that they right. see the value in it? Because if you're teaching them in Scratch or JavaScript or Unity yeah. or Python, it's it, 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 the question is is like, do they understand conceptually what they're doing? And that's more important, right. if you will, than the specific language uh, that they're that they're learning.
2: It's amazing how kids learn too, isn't it, Justin? You know, I mean, if, if I see that for for my son, I mean, his, his brain is like a sponge. You know, I mean, they're just able to absorb so many different things. I, I work with. Um, I teach for uh, Purdue University in the global division, and it's different working with adult learners versus kids right I mean kids seem to like pick up everything you know and they just absorb it you know and you mentioned that experiential learning is is, is so important it it's, it it's a different process in
4: teaching children isn't it versus adults It absolutely is in fact there is a there's a book that our v p of education um suggested, and he heavily suggested, I would point out, um, basically held my hand while I was on on Amazon.com to buy it. He goes, you need to buy this book called Lifelong Kindergarten. And it's by a a gentleman named Mitchell Resnick. Um, He runs the the Lego Lab at MIT, which has got to be the world's coolest job. And, And this guy talks yeah, yeah, and he talks I- I extensively about, and in fact, it's, it's actually the, the subtext of his book, which is Cultivating Creativity Through Projects, Passion, Peers, and Play, the four Ps. And what's so interesting about this is that he's really a big proponent of play and, right. and having kids share what they're doing, work with each other, continue to iterate on these on these software and these coding experiences that they have. Um, and, and that actually helps ingrain the understanding and the appreciation of coding in a child's brain and you try to read from a textbook and it just doesn't stick but if you if you bring it out there and say well this is what we're trying to do and and, oh by the way let's try doing this by way of you know of coding a video game and all of a sudden kids are our game on (laughs) no no pun intended exactly that, that for right and that for us is really important is that we believe that kids if you get rid of passive experience right and make it an active right. experience where the kids are actually creating that's where you that's where you see the most pickup and you know while i can't speak you know with any sort of uh, uh, expertise around adult education it's just right. not my it's not my area of expertise i can tell you that when kids are doing it that's when they learn it and and that was something that was true when i was at uh, former employer school of rock it was the same deal yeah. if you had a kid come in and do a music lesson, but then they didn't go and play with other kids in a band format. They ended up, it just didn't stick with them. But as soon as they had to actually do it with other kids and learn how to play that music together, it stuck. In their brain, it stuck. In their muscle memory, it actually stuck.
2: It's so true. I, I remember when I, I, I took my first guitar lesson when I was a kid, Justin. You know, and, and I'm sitting in this like you know little room, and and the guy's like smoking a pipe, you know, and and you're playing scales, and I'm like, man, this this is boring. You know? It's like, you know, I want to get out of here. You know, it, it, you make a lot of great points. That I'm, I'm gonna pick up that book, Lifelong Kindergarten. That sounds fascinating. So it came in. I mean, during a really probably, I mean, one of the most challenging times to, to run a franchise. Maybe you know, in the theme of the show last year, it just everything seemed to just go back back to 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 covid justin how has code ninja's weathered the storm of covid-19
4: that's a great question uh one that i'm excited to answer because we we have weathered it <laughs> at yeah, this point thank god yeah we yeah. yeah you know we we when i came in um, in in july august of of 2020
0: mm-hmm. we
4: you know what i found was a system that was was hungry for direction um, and, and hungry for participation uh, in their in their own success, and they wanted to have some right. agency over that over that that discussion. Um, the, the you know what we what we had was uh, an opportunity with this franchise system to enable franchise owners to give us input into what they needed during the pandemic. Right. Um, right. While we are a uh, a company built around technology and, and, and kids coding. Uh, most of what we offer is is inside the center, inside the studio, and specifically right. inside our dojos. And right. when pandemic hit in la- you know last March, eighteen months ago, we did not have uh, you know a plan to move out of the brick and mortar setting and have yeah. to teach virtually. And much like right. every other company, you know sure. you have to decide you know how do you do that the the previous leadership team had had, you know made the call at at that point in march to say hey let's build out some educational supplemental uh uh opportunities we call them badges uh Mm -hmm. for kids to do at home and that's during a period where we didn't know how long the pandemic was going to be and i think we were all hopeful that it was going to be a couple of months and then what happened was, as I came in, we realized that, obviously, the pandemic was, was going to be a long-term thing,
5: right? and so right.
4: we made provisions, yeah, we made provisions to offer uh, what we do and what we do so effectively in our dojos to actually offer it virtually. We worked with franchise owners to identify uh, best practices for virtual learning, and then we were off to the races, and we had many, many centers that utilized um, the the newly uh, offered uh, virtual experience for our core programming, um, which is a, an absolute testament to franchisees. A- additionally, oh, yeah. you know, we also worked with with franchisees to um, uh, to understand what needs they had in terms of just sort of a, from an operational point of view. Obviously, um, there was labor management, and there were there were rent considerations and everything else. And so, I brought in an executive team that had. Uh, much in the way of franchise experience and marketing experience, right. strategic uh, initiatives and, and partnership experience. You know, we brought in a team that we believed could could make a substantial contribution and help turn around uh, a, a system that had been, you know, overwhelmingly impacted by COVID-19. So that that was the, if you will, sort of the first several months of, of, of 2020. And we, right. we actually ended up uh, standing up a series of almost – 30 different stakeholder groups across our over 200 and, you know, 200-ish franchisees comprised mm-hmm. at that time, 290 units. And we spent weeks um, just sitting down with franchise owners to make sure that we were identifying the key elements of the business that needed to be focused on um, that were impacted by COVID-19 or that were just required uh, uh, required focus from us because we needed to move into the next phase of growth. Um through that, we ended up rebuilding our, our franchise advisory committees. We ended up rebuilding right. our communication platforms with franchisees. Um, we practice, you know, if you will, sort of radical candor uh, with yeah, our with yeah. our owners, and they do the same with us. Right. And we started to identify key areas of the business that we needed to focus on, specific to to marketing and advertising and operational um, uh, direction that really kind of helped um, get us in the place we needed to be. As we moved into 2021, we ended up right. making significant contributions from a home office and a headquarters level uh, on behalf of, of franchisees um, to help them uh, plan for their summer camps. And we ended up generating um, just a absolute mountain of leads uh, with franchisees, wow. uh, arm in arm, if you will, um, in lockstep that provided them an opportunity to move into a very robust uh, camp season. And for us, especially in children's education, as you can imagine, when summertime hits in the U.S., Canada, the right. U.K. the three territories that we operate, uh, this is a big opportunity zone for us to expose thousands and thousands and thousands of new kids uh, to our education, our coding education uh, programming. So um, we have, since Uh, we've undertaken these initiatives and and tactically started to execute on our our new strategy, Um, we've had a, a significant turnaround of fortunes for our franchisees across all three of our territories that we operate in.
2: So Code ninja was able to pivot and, and it certainly, you know, what I got out of COVID too, Justin, is, is the, the, the benefits of franchising. You know, you, you go back to that old cliche, you know, you, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And it, it must have been comforting to your franchisees to know that they weren't by themselves, right? During that time, you know, and, and again, I know you're a big believer in franchising, but it's certainly one of the benefits of franchising, isn't it?
4: Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and it's something that that I believe um, you know, I, I I don't think I appreciated in, in when I got into franchising in two thousand and seven just how powerful right a, right uh, franchising is and building businesses um you know in, in lockstep with a, a strong home office and a strong franchisee right. population is, is major. And then and then one of the things that was very clear to us early on is the franchisees said, Hey, you know, there's a lot of best practices out there in the field right. and we just don't feel we have all the exposure to what's working and what's not working. And we and right. we, we stood up and we said, Yeah, you're totally right. We we really right. need to start putting a paper in front of you all so you can see what works and what doesn't work. Um and that was huge. And I think to your point, you're like, yeah. you're, you know, you're in business for yourself, another not by yourself. And so right. We actually end up using a, um, there's this great platform that Facebook makes called Workplace, uh, which mm-hmm. is a professional um, uh, company platform, and it's a robust and very active communication platform for code ninjas um it is it is as active as as my entire facebook feed with all my friends and family it's probably more active than that on a daily basis with best practices starting marketing and operations merchandise uh support training curriculum education anything you can imagine
2: that's fantastic i i'm sure there's there's many rewards to your job justin you know um but, you know, what's if you can narrow it down, maybe what's been one of the most rewarding parts of, of,
4: of your job? There's two things. You know, we, we we talk internally about how we have sort of two clients. We have our end user, which are our families, our kids that right. come in every single day um, yeah. to experience coding yeah. education. And, and on that front, knowing that we're equipping kids with these skills, and again, not vocational, but like life skills. Right right um is hugely rewarding for me personally knowing that i wake up every morning and i do something that's important and that the feedback that we see from parents you know we are we get we're we're, we're net promoter score uh, uh company and so you know seeing the yeah. incredibly high scores we sit in the 87 to 88 range wow. across our entire system and the feedback that's from high. parents saying like this is this changes my kid's life like my kid finally feels connected my, my this is this is my kid's passion that's right. incredible, um, and and that's the end user, the customer who's our franchisee, being able to equip our customers, our franchisees with the programming, the platforms, the marketing, the the best practices, so they can mm-hmm. go and follow their passions. Because one of the things that I absolutely love about kids' education, and I've seen this in my entire career, is that yeah. this is a passion-based franchise concept, and yeah. I want to help. Somebody who's decided that they need to open one of these, and, and so many people I talk to on a weekly basis, candidates, they want, they don't, they don't want to, they need to, and and right, I I I just am so floored by their dedication and their decision to make investments in this brand that for me it's incredibly satisfying to watch my team operate as, 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 if you will, sort of servant leaders sure. to these franchisees to give them the tools that they need so they can go and be successful in the field. Because if they're successful in the field, that's incredibly fulfilling for, for myself and for my team, and we know that we're doing a good job.
2: So I, I could ask you the next question, Justin. I, I mean, where do you see Code Ninjas um, in the future? You know, if you could look into that crystal ball, you know, three years, five years down the road, where, where do you see the organization?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, we have, from a, uh, a growth perspective, a unit growth perspective. We are we are intending and have already laid um, the groundwork for additional international expansion. We're already in the UK, um, and we plan to continue continue onward. Um, and there will will likely be uh, more uh, master franchisee involvement as we move into territories where we you know we, re- we require and, and hunger for partners that have expertise mm-hmm. um, in in their in their different parts of the world uh from an educational perspective, we are um, almost ready to debut a, uh, a a next iteration of our game development platform, which is what all wow. of our core programming resides on all the different belts and whatnot um, and that is what we believe to be. Likely the best practice in kids coding education. So we are intending to be um, and continue to be the leaders in kids coding education. And we have an incredibly robust curriculum, uh, educational curriculum development team right now, as working hand in hand with our technical uh, dev team to to deliver this new development platform and new belts uh, at some point this year. And it's wow. It's a it's a big deal, yeah. So we're we're quite excited by this, and we think this is going to continue to uh, to uh, to be, if you will, sort of appetizing to franchise uh, franchise owners as well as thousands and thousands of families across the globe.
3: That's
2: terrific. You've been involved in franchising for for quite some time now, Justin. I mean, from everything you've learned up to this point, what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to, you know, buy whether it's a Code Ninjas franchise or or, or any franchise? Because, you know, it seems like there's so much out there today, isn't there, to choose from. So, you know, it's like, where do you begin? Um, So from everything
4: you've learned, what advice would you give to our listeners? So what's so fascinating with our – with the candidates that come to us is that they, they almost immediately self-identify uh, that they would be the right candidate. Um, and this would be – if you feel strongly uh, as a listener uh, to the show that, uh, that kids coding education is important and, and, and mm-hmm. inarguably essential to the development of kids across the world – and you want to be a partner in, in, in delivering that experience, then I think right. this is a good opportunity. Um, and I think that if you and – I, and, I, and I do this often on my weekly calls with candidates, and I also say this, is that if you do not feel strongly <laughs> about what I've just yeah. said, then right. this is probably the wrong, probably the wrong concept uh, for you. I think there are many – Concepts that are probably like investment first concepts with a specific, mm-hmm. you know, need and appetite for for ROI and some sort of specific right. bottom line. Right. Not not that that doesn't exist here, but there's a, a deeply passionate franchisee base that, you know, their first focus, which it should always be this way, is is in service of these kids. Um, And so if if you like working with kids and believe that coding education is is strategically the way that we give kids the tools they need to become the problem solvers of tomorrow, this would be the concept for you. That's terrific.
2: What's the best way, Justin, for our listeners to get more information on Code Ninjas? Of course, there's a franchise opportunity, but even the service itself. Are there any websites you can kind of direct them to? You know,
4: codeninjas.com. Uh, okay. It's going to be probably the easiest and fastest way for for both you know listeners who who might be parents that are interested in having kids uh, uh, join our, our our centers and then of course if you're interested in franchise you know franchising you can also go there as well and click on the franchising button. That's terrific. Well, I can't tell you
2: how much I've enjoyed talking to you today, Justin, and I'd really like to invite you back over the next year or so as you continue to grow because it sounds like there's a lot of exciting things going on at Code Ninjas. So I'd love to have you back on the show in the future. Absolutely, Marty. I really appreciate the time today. This has been my pleasure, Justin, and we'll be right back with more Franchise Interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every entrepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews
1: franchisers are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising for over eight years franchise interviews has been giving an up-close behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website franchiseinterviews.com where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919.
0: Franchise Teacher.
3: Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business?
0: Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher.
3: The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy.
0: Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors.
3: Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations.
0: Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach.
3: Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track.
0: And advise.
3: Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032.
0: That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032.
2: Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott from Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, Reach podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. And today's podcast is being sponsored by Diamond Financial Services, and Diamond Financial is the nation's number one source for business loans with over 50 years of combined experience and established relationships. Financing solutions can be applied to business acquisitions, franchise purchasing or startups, building and leasehold improvements or expansions. Equipment purchases, debt restructuring, working capital, franchise fees, or simply the buying out of partners. And if you want more information on Diamond Financial Services, you can click their logo right on our show page of this podcast. Today's great quote in franchising is by Dr. Robert Needham of Franchise Inc. And Dr. Robert Needham is also a franchise author, and we had him on our show was about a month ago. And typically on the show, we'll ask what advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur looking to buy a franchise? And I thought his answer was brilliant. So here we go. Another question we'd like to ask someone like yourself, Dr. Needham, is what advice would you give to aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy
3: a franchise?
5: Well, you know, first of all, it's interesting. I believe they have to first find out who they are, meaning are they they prepared to, to work with employees. If not, then they they don't need to be buying a business that's going to have a lot of employees. They need to be in a business that's maybe just them or maybe one or two others. Um, Once they do that, they really need to decide what it is they want this business to do. You know, we have a lot of people call us and say, you know, my wife's a great cook, I want to run a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, but there's a a big gap between being a great cook and, and being a restaurateur. And so what we do is we try to find out what they really, you know, the old uh, saying, I believe, uh, you know, I don't know who actually gets credit for originally quoting, it's certainly not me, but the old saying that people don't buy drills because they want drills, they buy drills because they want holes. That's right, yeah. What we try to do is find out what is it that they really want, and the franchise is just the vehicle to get them to their dream. So often when we're talking with them, we find out that it's freedom or financial independence which you know is really freedom still Uh, and they really want to be able to control their own destiny or some of those kind of things so then we start looking at the business and we start explaining the business from that direction and it's really independent of what the business does because there is no perfect business as you know Uh, every business has something that's not great about it and every business has something that's super fantastic about it and we try to help them understand those various things that's
2: interesting. We had a couple guests a couple of weeks ago, Dr. Needham, uh, from uh, Fish Window Cleaning. was were two young gentlemen. They worked for uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car for many years, and they were very frustrated. They were working 50, 60 hours a week, I think it was, Don, they were mentioning. Right. And uh, they were surprised at first. They ended up in the, in the window cleaning business. They, they said in a million years they never imagined buying that kind of franchise. But it's just mash what they were looking to do, you know, they just wanted uh, flexible hours where they can get home early and uh, uh, spend weekends with their family and things like that, you know. Right, they so, did a lot, of, a lot of due diligence and right. a lot of questions and, um, and points of what they wanted in a franchise system, and that met most or maybe all of what they were looking for right they're very happy now you know so uh, but yeah it's just interesting they never pictured it in a million years one
5: of our top female consultants uh, was a uh, regional love
2: that quote from dr needham uh, it's a famous quote is people don't buy drills because they need a drill people buy a drill because they need a hole and you know the same thing applies to franchising people don't buy a franchise simply to buy a franchise people buy a franchise as a means to an end where they want more uh, freedom or they want to spend more time with their family so Uh, Once again, another great quote in franchising. So, again, we hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast. And once again, we'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, we'll see you again soon for another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising by Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone.
1: Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.